Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. It's, it probably just means you just have to do a little less grinding, which would be nice. and you're listening to Xbox Game Passengers. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the show. If you've been here before, I really appreciate you coming back. I'm glad that you think that we are worth it. And if you haven't been around before, this is the show where each episode, myself and a guest will dissect and discuss a single game available on Microsoft's Game Pass service, which was chosen for us completely at random. Whether it's a magical or a horrible experience, we'll force ourselves through it, share our thoughts, and let you know whether or not the game is worth your time. At the end of this episode, we'll also be drawing the game for the next show as well, so be sure to stick around for that. But yeah, it's always me and a guest, and the guest this week, you would have heard him before, uh, way back when on the Hunter Call of the Wild episode, which is a really technically impressive, but also really incredibly boring hunting game. John is back. John, how are you today? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me back. No problem. Thanks for coming on board. I hope that today is a more positive conversation than <laughs> than, uh, than we had a couple of months back. We were pretty negative last time. We were pretty negative. And, and I still feel so torn on that because I, I enjoyed so many aspects of the game, but I just didn't have any fun playing it. Like it yeah. was... It was beautiful. It was like really realistic feeling. And, you know, you can't it's, go it, back on it. It was bad. I, I guess. I guess I even I had uh, somebody that I work with just organically started playing this game like they they picked up an Xbox One X actually because they saw when we were talking about that uh, Game Pass Ultimate deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up an Xbox One X. They grabbed some Game Pass Ultimate. I, I saw them playing a couple of games online because we added each other as friends. I saw them playing a couple of games and then like for days on end, they were playing the Hunter Call of the Wild and I did not is understand this person it. a hunter? No, 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 not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, that is, that's odd. Just something about the opportunity appealed to him, I guess. And uh, they're, they're masochists. He, he actually said that he spent some time playing online, which was a different experience. He he joined up with someone that was very, very high level and had like all these extra options and stuff like that. And they ended up like sitting in these tripods like above a field <laughs> and just it would go through this cycle of like, oh, animal call, like wait 20 minutes in silence. And like if he even like turned, you would make noise and the guy would be like, hey, shh, shh like the animals are coming. <laughs> uh, and then and then something would like kind of trot by and you would and, and he has that starter gun still. So yeah. his gun is like not enough to to kill it um so he's got to wait for this guy like he was just like it was just this this 20 minutes of like what am i doing here versus and then like a couple of minutes of fun and then rinse and repeat and it was really really so is that because one thing we touched on when we played is that when you shot an animal even when you seem to shoot it right in the face it didn't die so clearly 
that's a suffering moment because of that. Something that he learned as well is apparently the head is not the place to shoot the animal and you actually want to aim for the heart. Well, there you go. And uh, my thought process was always like, shoot him in the brain and he's going to die right away. And uh, Well, you think if you're going to blow their face off, it's going to kill them. So <laughs> I, that's it, but we're not hunters. So no, no, but that's cool that he met, like maybe that was our mistake. We didn't play online. I mean, that already sounds a little bit cooler. Maybe. Yeah. That said, he said he had to wait a very long time to find another player. So, uh, <laughs> so there's that as well, but yeah, that was the hunter. Uh, today we're talking about something very, very different from that. Uh, last episode, my guest Mike and I played through Gears of War Ultimate, what I, which I actually absolutely loved and uh, um, would recommend to anybody who has not experienced the series yet. At the end of that episode, we drew the game we're going to be talking about today, which is Bethesda and Zenimax Online's The Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited. It's an MMO. I have, I have not played an MMO in a very long time. I played some World of Warcraft. I was in high school, so it must have been... 2006 2007 when i i played wow off and on um for about a year and a half i i kind of i would subscribe when i had time and and not subscribe because i was a poor high school student and uh did didn't have time a lot of the time but got up to around the like level 40 45 mark i think before i stopped playing but this is the first mmo i've experienced since then you you though you have a bit more of a history with mmos is that right yeah well i played wow when it was you know, for the first couple of years that it was out. And then uh, Star Wars Galaxies before that, which is, uh, I don't know, still one of my favorite games. Is Star Wars Galaxies older than WoW? Oh, yeah. Yeah, by a decent amount, I would think. I'd have to look it up. But it I would wager at least like three or four years older. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was cool to uh, to get this choice. And you played, like, you played Star Wars Galaxies a lot, right? From what I remember. It was that one game that just seemed to, like, suck up my life for, like, a year until they made it bad and then wow until they ruined it. it yes until they wrecked the game <laughs> and it's still i it's funny because even now i'll be on reddit or something and they'll be talking about a game that gets wrecked or whatever and galaxies mm. is always sort of the benchmark for games that are great that just get wrecked by the developer like it it's just gonna go down as the biggest screw up in <laughs> gaming development <laughs> history because it was so good and then just quickly got so bad like did it actually get bad though or is it like the yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like the Galaxy's game was so cool because, first of all, the key component was around the fact that if you saw a, if you saw a Jedi, that was like the highlight of your entire gaming experience playing the game because it was just in, no one even really was sure how to become a Jedi. You know, it was so unattainable. Mm -hmm. And then over the course of like six to 12 months, you could easily become one. And then all of a sudden there's just a bunch of Jedi running around. Mm. Like just think about that contrast that that's not all that changed, but that dramatically changed the game completely. Like totally. all of a sudden everyone's just got lightsabers and you know, it just wasn't what it was at all. Mm -hmm. So, but the game still, you know, it was the biggest game I've ever, like there's literally planets and, I don't know. It it was amazing. Playing an MMO, I feel like, is just such a different experience. Like, was that your was that the first MMO that you had experienced? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like it's just such a different thing to jump into this world, whether it's something like Star Wars Galaxies or like WoW or like Elder Scrolls Online and and just the vast amount of content, but the vast amount of people and the, and the fact that there's like you just will randomly come across things that other people are doing and just kind of join into it. And it's I, I don't know. It feels like it just feels like in this game, like doing like wandering around and finding quests and stuff. It just feels 
I don't know, like it feels different than it does in something like a Skyrim or like another open world RPG type thing, just because like you are just part of a world rather than you are the, you know, you're the dragonborn, you're the only hero, you have to save this world, essentially, like, it it seems like you might have to save this world, but you're not alone in doing that. And I feel like that's something that is still really interesting whenever I do jump into one of these games, Mm -hmm. which is not very often, but here it like i i just kind of feel like i feel like i fell right into this game very very quickly and i think i played it for like like i mean in most of the games that we do on the show i'm playing for 10 to 20 hours or however long it takes to finish the campaign or whatever i feel like i probably i i maybe maybe i'm wrong but i feel like i played this game for more than that and it was not like oh there's just a lot of content to experience it was just like i don't want to stop playing that's awesome so your initial thought was like this is great it, it is my, that is my initial thought and i i did toy with the game a, like i played it a couple of years ago very very briefly like a couple of days i played it for and and i think then i fell into the witcher after that and there was the rest of my year basically <laughs> but but um, um i had like i only got up to the, the character that was already in my account only got up to well like- everything i've read says that the game has changed quite a bit in the last few years as well and for the better totally yeah yeah it was actually i i remember years ago seeing beta footage for this game like that was leaked on reddit or something like that and it looked like trash and everybody was just so disappointed because you know it's like a it's a it's an mmo in the vein of skyrim or something mm-hmm. like that which uh people absolutely love to this day like you know 10 almost 10 years after it came out and 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 yeah and then it was just such a disappointment and it was really in sometime in 2015 i believe is when they um kind of relaunched it because originally it was you buy the it was the the wow model so you buy the game you pay 15 Mm -hmm. bucks a month to um be a player and 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 that's that's the game so in 2015, they they kind of rebranded the game as as it, it then became the Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited. And it was sort of like a Guild Wars model at that point where you buy the game itself and you can just play it as much as you want at that point. Um, and they did introduce some microtransactions and stuff at that point. So you have, there's in-game currency like gold, which you spend in the game, but there's also a crown uh, currency as well, which is paid for with real money essentially and you can buy like it seems like it's mostly like cosmetics and consumables and it is stuff that can make you like level up faster and stuff like that but i don't think it just looking around the store it didn't seem like it was anything that like makes you 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 don't have to buy it oh and you don't have yeah no you don't have to buy it at all it's Um, not required to play but it's like cool like cool looking pets or cool looking mounts and stuff like that like like it it, it, like some of it i was like oh if i were to keep playing this game like that looks pretty cool like that might be interesting you can also get like houses in this game as well and so you can buy furniture to decorate the houses and all that sort of stuff um really all a lot of that stuff i was like oh i i I shouldn't show Michaela this game because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, that would be dangerous for our credit cards. I she she actually started the game a couple of years back when we played as well, and she played for longer than I did. Um, you know, I think she capped out at about ten hours or whatever. Mm. But the I, I feel like eight of that was in the character creator right, probably right. because she just obsesses over every detail of the characters. D- did you spend much time doing that? I did. Yeah. No, I I really yeah. enjoyed that part. It was it was crazy how much detail you can actually customize Mm -hmm. so that was awesome i I had a great time like just to sum up my experience like i'm so glad we got to play this game Mm -hmm. you know having the last game i played with you for this podcast be the hunter (laughs) this was just such like a 180 and it was so much fun and and having been the first mmo i've played since world of warcraft like Mm -hmm. you know literally over 10 years ago it was just really great 
I mean, I, I loved every aspect of it. Going in, was it about like, like, what did you expect before starting and, and how, you know, knowing not much going into it, but knowing that it was an MMO and, and how did that compare with what the game actually felt like? I wasn't sure what to expect because it had been so long since I played an MMO and surprisingly, well, maybe unsurprisingly, it was really similar in a lot of ways. Like mm. the, I found that you know, after having not played one, that the core game really is very similar. I mean, you have the starting area and then you have to, you know, do this, the starter quests and work through it and level up. And I mean, that was all very similar, but it was, it was awesome. Like I was like, oh yeah, this, well, I mean, it's all tapping into that sort of like, I wonder what I'll get after doing this quest. And, you know, the feeling of success as you improve your character is just really Mm -hmm. rewarding. So yeah, no, I I loved it. And it, it, it didn't, it wasn't actually as different as I expected it to be, I guess is my point. Like it felt immediately, it felt new to me, but it felt immediately comfortable in terms of like what I what I understood to be the genre, I guess, which I guess is, is the same if you're playing, you know, if you jump into a tactics game, you're going to get have a general understanding about yeah. how that goes or a first person shoot like it, it feels like an MMO. Well, that's just it. Like if you're if you're playing a first person shooter, it's going to feel like a first person shooter if you're playing you know, Starcraft two versus Warcraft three, the overall gameplay style is the same. And, and Mm -hmm. thankfully it was really just like those games. So it wasn't as different as I expected. I thought that, you know, right. A decade later, they would have reinvented the wheel somehow, but (laughs) it, it, it was great. So, I mean, and that said, I think a few of there have been some MMOs that have tried to reinvent that wheel. And those are MMOs that don't exist today because they, which is interesting, isn't it? Like, it's funny that the game to me, the gameplay was really similar, but yet just as engaging as I remember it. And maybe that's because I haven't played in so long, but I definitely was reminded why I got so into those games. And it, and it feels that said, like, I feel like it feels more, it feels more involved than something like wow did. Like if I remember correctly in terms of wow, like you would just essentially click an enemy. I mean, you would have your hot bar with all your, your more powerful skills, but you would like click an enemy and click attack and you would just kind of auto attack that enemy yeah. until it died. And you would kind of press the number keys on your keyboard to throw, throw extra abilities in there while that was happening. Yes. But in this game, it feels more like the combat in general, more like the combat would in something like Skyrim, where you are an active participant in that. Like if I'm swinging my sword, I have to I have to push the right trigger each time I want to swing that sword. And it's not auto-targeting either. And it's not auto-targeting. No, like if you're using a bow, you have to actually aim and and essentially be on target to, to cause damage to the enemy that you're fighting at that point. It sounds like the combat gets pretty, like you have to really pay attention to dodging moves and avoiding when they swing at you you can avoid that and that's a more real-time aspect of the combat than ever existed at least when i played wow maybe they've changed it but totally yeah um yeah. you know and that's cool i mean i think one time and we'll get to this later maybe but we were playing together you and i and you even asked like you know are you dodging much and i, I had to just you know i keep telling myself i need to get better at this because down the road <laughs> yeah i think it's probably pretty vital to you know if you're expecting to win certain areas you're gonna have to be good at those mechanics otherwise you're just you're gonna fall on your face so you know it's it's about getting into that habit and i found i found that a little hard because in those games in the past like you said and wow mm-hmm. you just press the one mm-hmm. and then the two <laughs> like you know you, you have your sort of your your order that you'll attack in but essentially it's the same thing every single time 
um, no matter what you're attacking. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, you do kind of have to be that more active participant here. And and it's it is it's interesting because to start, I found the dodging aspect hard too, just because not because of an expectation based on previous MMOs, but because you know it looks and feels a lot like the the system would in Skyrim, for instance. And in Skyrim, there there isn't really mm-hmm. that like as, uh, unless I'm terribly wrong, but I don't. And I played a lot of Skyrim, but I don't remember dodging a single time. And uh, and you have to do yeah. that a lot in this game. Essentially, Skyrim. All I remember is is you know throwing up the shield when necessary and and running away from giants. That's all I remember. But well, you have you you keep mentioning Skyrim, and I just want to point out that I have not played uh, one of the Bethesda games since Morrowind. Mm. Oh, like none of them. No, since Morrowind. Yeah, which was 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, I haven't <laughs> played Skyrim. I mean, like. Okay, I'll correct myself. I've turned it on and I've walked around for like 10 minutes because I had the game, but I haven't like played played okay. any of them except Morrowind. And sure, obviously that was a long, mm-hmm. long time ago. So, you know, I don't really have it that that sort of benchmark to compare the game to. Obviously, it was cool to like see stuff on the map and the city names and the areas that obviously reference these games, mm-hmm. but I don't have the... Um, you know, the experience of playing one of those games like like you may. Did you play much Morrowind then? Yeah, I played it quite a bit, but it's hard to remember because it was so long yeah. ago. But Do you know that the first expansion for this game is Morrowind? Well, I kind of gathered that in a little bit of my reading, but I wasn't sure if like that meant it actually is the Morrowind world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, that's amazing. What's crazy about that is that at the time, that world seemed just impossibly big. And here we have one game and that's got that little it's got that world in it and it's a tiny little piece of the map which is pretty cool yeah 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 to be like a to be an expansion like like there already is a whole game before this world is added into it type thing i feel like the scale on the game did feel it does feel massive and um i want to talk about some of that in a little bit but the yeah so you one thing that you touched on we did things a little bit differently for this game just because it is, is a bit of a different game to play um we did play the game together which is something that we haven't done uh i haven't done with a guest on an episode before which was hard because we're not supposed to talk about the game and here we are we're playing it together and we're supposed to just be like (laughs) you know if we think something's awesome or whatever we can't really say anything about it so totally yeah we we struggled with that a bit but we tried to like we didn't share opinions or anything like that because yeah the part of the part of what i enjoy so much about this podcast is where we we both play whatever game and then we're sharing our thoughts and i don't know what i still don't know what i guess i know a bit more now but you know when we came into this i didn't know if you uh were liking what you were experiencing or not well i could have been hating it the whole you, time you could you have been, have yeah yeah so mostly what the communication that we had was in regards to the quest what we were doing or the equipment that we were finding or whatnot but just a few little mechanical questions but other than that we didn't really talk about it that's that said you did message me before we ever played you're like i need to break the silence how are you playing this game it runs so terribly <laughs> can, can you tell me a little bit about your experience starting this game out yeah so i installed the game and I'm sitting there and I'm three or four hours in and the game is running. I wish I could have an actual like frame count. It, it can't have been running at more than five to 10 frames a second. It was so bad and it was just so bad looking. And I even made the comment to you. I said, I just can't believe this because it looks like they're using the same engine that they used like 20 years ago <laughs> for Morrowind. When you played Morrowind. Yeah, it didn't look much different to me. And I just could not believe that this is the point that a modern MMO had got to. And it was only like four hours in and you're like, why don't you just restart your Xbox? And then I did. And it was like, I basically installed a whole new game. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'd love to know the technical, like what actually was going on there because it was still running, but it was obviously downshifted into some 
garbage setting yeah. that it was just, I can't believe I lasted as long as I did. And I was like, holy crap. Like, cause you had told me that you were like 20 hours in or something. And I'm just like, how did he play this for 20 hours? Yeah. Cause you had mess- you were like, is this, is this just how it is? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I, I mean, I, I would see some slowdown. Like there's a lot of guys on the screen or, you know, when I first enter like a big city or something like that, like there, there's frame drops there here and there, and it can get slower <laughs> than I'd like at times, but it was totally different than what you were describing. Yeah. Well, and now that I've restarted and, and seem to be playing at an equal you know level as you, like what that what you mean by frame drop is nothing like what I was experiencing <laughs> for three hours. So you know it is sad that I went through the whole starting area with it like that because it, it just it was so bad. And I mean hilarious. Like I said, I wish I knew what was going on on the Xbox. But then it's funny because once you told me mm-hmm. to restart the Xbox, you know I realized I'm like I have not seen this screen since I bought this Xbox. So it had been, <laughs> which was when in yeah, like November no, it, it, or something when Red Dead came out, when Red Dead came out. Yes. I bought that machine just for Red Dead, Red Dead. And definitely I had not fully restarted it since then. So um, <laughs> unless it's done some sort of software updates at nighttime or something, but yeah, you yeah. know, it was funny to see that screen. And then of course it was, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Like I, then mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this actually looks great. Mm-hmm. I found myself saying like numerous times, like I just love the environment and it, the graphics look so good and detailed. And I, just did not it was like i was playing a different game so it's unfortunate but yeah definitely um yeah i think on that like we both played on the xbox one x and i actually like it it, it's interesting because it it like doesn't look say it doesn't look good compared to something like red dead or something like that but it's like i feel like everything is well designed everything's really sharp um the colors and everything like that are really really nice it like it is it is quite beautiful uh just in a different way i would say and things like you know like when you go into say a dungeon or they call them like delves in a lot of cases with which are like smaller dungeons that you can kind of go into um sometimes for quests but sometimes there's just like a boss in them that you want to kind of go and defeat but like the say the 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 quality of like the textures and and the uh the design of of the walls and stuff like that like all of it did look quite beautiful and we for instance just last night we were playing together and we went into some yeah we were in the same we were in some of the quests are huge we were in this quest for probably an hour and a half and and you know we're running around doing different things and then we end up in this this dungeon that was like like the walls were like spider webs and um the you know there's a lot of like purplish and blue and it was absolutely gorgeous the colors were awesome and it that's the area i have noted down as my favorite area so far because it was just really unique and it gave you that feeling of like kind of that exploration feeling where you know obviously you've got the cities and everything but Mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. in there was like wow this is a really cool like place and it it puts you in that zone like wow imagine if i was Mm -hmm. actually in this place and that was that was cool and the graphics looked great in that i I feel like that area particularly looked extra good for some reason but um it it was just so cool and creepy with the spider webs everywhere and i I wish we knew the name of it but and then there's like spider like eggs and and there's spiders bursting out of them at times and coming at you and it was just like a really interesting quest like i feel like yeah quests are quests can be quite varied but they can also be quite varied in how interesting they are like there's times when it's like oh go talk to this guy yeah now go talk to this guy now go talk to this guy (laughs) now collect five mushrooms yeah now return to me Exactly. And that's the whole quest. And that's like, why did I do this? But but then there's something like that, which we're, we're going through these steps for an hour, an hour and a half. And it's like every step of the way, it's super interesting. And then when we... Well, and that one had a pretty cool finale. Like, 
there was those two huge creatures on either side that were like mm-hmm. blasting that lady in the middle. They were keeping this oracle in like captive essentially yeah. in this like spider web and we had to like go to each side and, and kill these things which were pretty big creatures and then destroy essentially the um, whatever things were powering the 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 container that she was in. And, and that was cool. And it, but it's so varied from like you said, like the ones that are just like, oh, go chat with this fellow and but I guess that's that's the, the beauty of it. You never really know mm-hmm. where you're going to end up. And, you know, that was a really good example. Totally. Of yeah, yeah. For a while and ended up in a really cool spot. So and it is it is. I just want to mention, too, like mm-hmm. um, you and I played, which is really cool. But this is the my 13 year old um, Autumn. Uh, she is pretty into video games and but like not like she never had like a game that she really got into other than, you know, that she plays the Sims and stuff. She would just. Yeah, I remember she would just kind of play everything like for a bit. Yeah. The attention span was never really there to the degree like you and I would just play through a whole game. Right. <laughs> and I don't recall her ever really doing that. So that gives you some perspective. Sure. But anyways, I knew we were going to play and I said that she should um, check it out to maybe come and play with us. And uh, she's super into it. And in fact, last mm-hmm. night she was playing till like super late. And then she was up. I got a notification on my phone that there was motion <laughs> detected at 7 a.m. Because she was in the, the downstairs living room playing the game again. Yeah, which is just really cool. <laughs> just, and just right into it. The three of us played today. And which was awesome. That was that was so cool. Like I was having this moment where I'm like, here's my best friend playing a video game with me, which is cool in and of itself. And then now here's my 13 year old daughter playing with us. Yeah. And that was just one of those moments like, wow, having kids is kind of cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like that's just a neat experience. It's like a cool, like bonding. It was bonding. Moment and it's like and- you, you can't like if we all wanted to play Halo or something, it just isn't the same as all playing the MMO. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause we're kind of exploring mm-hmm. together. Like working collectively. Yeah. yeah working collectively. Yeah. For like a and that just really like that. Yeah. kind of brought at home why these games are different and have that appeal and mm-hmm. you know there's no you know imagine if we had a couple more people we knew in there in the group and it just really mm-hmm. gives you that cool mm-hmm. playing with your buddy experience mm-hmm. and now that the voice chat on these games is so good too like that's the thing back when i played wow and star wars galaxy we didn't have voice chat totally i never played voice i never used voice chat when i played wow no yeah but now like you and i are playing and it's like we're sitting on the couch together looking at different screens. Totally, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's cool how it even, one thing that you mentioned when we were playing together, it even kind of like, like even if we're in different areas or even yeah. if like you go into a, say, a portal that leads to a loading screen, which there are a lot of in this game, um, uh, even if you go into that portal, the voice chat doesn't cut out. We can still just keep conversing. Like, yeah, like, just like we're any, sitting there. Exactly, yeah. So I thought that a lot of that stuff was really cool. And, and I think that, that that brings up a good point about MMOs as well is like I'm... I, I, I would say I play almost exclusive. Like I rarely play anything that's multiplayer unless it's like someone sitting beside me on the couch and we're playing mm-hmm. Mario Kart or now Crash Team Racing uh, since <laughs> that remake came out uh, a while ago. But I rarely jump into online games. And and uh, when I do, it's like I'm not turning my microphone on. I'm just doing what I need to do to play or, or whatever. But I think that it shows it's a really like the, us playing together. Like it shows a really good example of how social some of these games can mm-hmm. be. And even for, you know, in, in instances that you wouldn't necessarily be um, otherwise, uh, I think it's pretty powerful. And and I think MMOs have always been really good at that. Like I just just thinking about it now, like one of the people that I work with, like they met their wife through mm. World of Warcraft, wow. um, like like just crazy stuff like that. Like it is they are legitimately like another world that you can spend so much time in and, you know, make real friends and real relationships. And, and I think well, that, that is pretty it was cool, cool too when we got back in to play again um the second time 
I was stoked that we were still part of a group. Mm-hmm. And we did, there's no setup or anything. You just put your headset back on. You just start mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. And yeah. if that person's there, then you can hear them. And then there you go. And like, we wouldn't even necessarily have to be necessarily working on the same quest. No, we could be we doing. We could just be yeah. doing our own thing, but still chatting and, and totally. then yeah. hitting yeah. each other up for help when we need it or whatever. And that's, that's really cool because it's just that right there is a dynamic you would never get in another multiplayer game. Or I wouldn't think anyways. I can't think of a genre that really works that way where you're both just in the same world doing your own thing and then helping each other out when you want. Yeah, like aside from like, I mean, the Xbox lets you party up essentially regardless of what you're doing. So you could be playing different games essentially. But but I don't know, it, it does feel different just being like, like just knowing that at any, like even if we were doing something different like right. at any moment, it's like, oh, I'm going to finish up this quest and then let's go do something like. Yes, exactly. Yeah, to be able to do that. It's a little bit more real time. It feels more organic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I have to ask, this, so you've, you've played all these games for the podcast and there's a lot of them now. And is this like, how many of them have you gone back and played after the fact? And is this game, do you have that itch to keep playing it? I, I, this is, it's that it's funny that you bring that up. Cause I was chatting with Michaela about that, this exact thing actually. And there's been, you know, uh, there's a, a few of the games that we played are pretty short. So just in the, uh, the few hours that, mm. or whatever that they take to finish, I've finished them while preparing for the show and haven't needed to go back. And then there's games like, you know, City Skylines, Mm -hmm. which was back on uh, episode six, I believe. City Skylines is a game I intended to go back to, but but part of doing this podcast, which is good and bad, I feel like, is that I always have to be moving on to something right. new. Like there's always, you know, at the end of this show, we're going to draw another game. I got to go play that game so I can record something yes. else very, very soon. So fi- so at that point, like if I find something that draws me in super hardcore, that is not a short game. You know, last week, last week, I, I struggled to finish Gears of War Ultimate Edition before like I the credits were rolling 10 minutes before we started recording <laughs> wow. type thing but had that not been able to happen I would have gone back and finished that like I was really really enjoying yeah. that time but at the, at that point I knew there was but an, that game has an end yeah at that point I knew there was an end to that and and, and with Elder Scrolls Online I am having an absolute blast and I pl- have yeah. played for far you know there's there's been nights where it's like I'm gonna play for 45 minutes before bed and then three and a half yeah. hours later I'm still playing and I'm like oh my god this is horrible like I gotta go to bed right now um um, yeah, I absolutely I intend to keep playing this game uh, once we finish this up. Good. And I don't know how that's going to work um, exactly. But even if it's and and the next thing I want to talk about, even if it's at a more casual level, even if I can only jump in every few weeks or something like that, like I, I want to. And and this this game, there's so much content. Like, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface yes. of the content. I can't believe there's three expansions, like three additional worlds, essentially, that you can jump into after this. Like, I feel like. I feel like it feels like there's just I feel like we're still at the beginning and we've played a lot at this point. We barely opened the cover of the book. Part of, though, what I think is so great about what they've done with the game kind of later in the I think it was sometime last year, maybe in 2017. But they rolled out a huge, huge world changing update called uh, it's called One Tamriel. Um, and what they've done here, and this this makes me so excited that I can just jump back into the game at any point. Part of why I often avoid multiplayer games, I feel like, is you know you 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 buy the game on the day it comes out and you play with your friends for a week and then you know life catches up. Mm-hmm. Now I can't play for a week or two weeks, and then when I jump back in, they're such a high level that either I 
go play with them and and they basically have to protect me the whole time or they come back down to my level and now it's not fun because they're just destroying everything that should be a challenge for me at that point but once the one tamriel update came out it basically got rid of a few things so so it got rid of like a lot the alliances still exist so you can still be on separate sides of the alliances but they kind of forgo that when you're playing with your friends so you can play with your real friends get the different side of the story because because the story i think is different depending on the side of the alliance that you're on but you also like every quest and every enemy somehow it, it just scales to your level at that point so even if like like i'm a bit of a higher level i'm level 17 or 18 or something and i was playing with you guys at level 12 or level 13, 13 earlier yeah. today and it just didn't feel like like you like it felt like a, we, we felt even everything felt even. Yeah. I, I don't know how it does it. Like I haven't had too much of an opportunity to look into it, but it just, it just felt like there was no, like there was no reason that we couldn't do it. And, and in a, in a typical MMO, like especially at a lower level, like a gap like that is technically small, but it can feel massive. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't even, it just wasn't even a thought in playing this. And so what's cool here if you keep playing you're level 25 you're level 30 by the next time i come on it doesn't it literally doesn't matter we can still just jump in we can uh, you can share quests with the other people and it it seems like you can't really share story quests which makes sense because at that point you're you know somebody is much farther in the story than the other person you can't really share that but for the general quests that you're doing that aren't connected to the main story you can just go and do them together still at that point and i think that's so cool and i think that that really gives the game a lot more staying power um because it's not as you know i I, like i feel like when i at times when i was playing wow it almost felt like a burden because i need to keep up with these other people you had to keep you have to keep up and you you have to to make you know you have to sacrifice other things so that you can you can keep up in this game i feel like you don't have to do that at all and that is absolutely phenomenal it's funny because um i'm i'm busy and don't have a lot of free time and I had to really deliberately try and make the time to play this game. Mm -hmm. And because I knew the podcast was coming up and I knew I had to get a certain amount of time in and I knew it was a big game too. It's not the kind of game you could just play like the hunter. I Mm -hmm. think I played with you or played, you know, five, six hours, right. Which is one evening. And with this, I really wanted to make sure I got the time. And what's cool is having played it now, I'm still thinking I have to make the time to play this game. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I, I'm so stoked to get back (laughs) in there and uh play some more totally so what what what, you know you're kind of touching on the fact that you find that this is kind of the first game where you you will likely keep playing how much is yet to be determined which but that's awesome because i'm stoked that you want to keep playing (laughs) because yeah yeah i do definitely i definitely do it was great playing with you but what do you think is the biggest reason that this game itself you know because it's not like you haven't played good games no no it's that's true what do you think this game is is drawing you back in uh like i mean looking back versus the other games that we've done in the show either they've been terrible games or i finished them i think is the big thing there so you haven't really had any other large games that you liked that you haven't finished I don't think so. Um, I got pretty close to the end of Super Lucky's Tale. I think there's four worlds and I was on the fourth world. I, I don't know. I felt like I, I had fun with that, but it wasn't. But and, and that said, even before this, before ever doing this podcast, I have a, I would always have a problem like 
like new things really <laughs> excite me and yeah. you know games come out all the time and so i would buy a game and i would put 10 or 15 hours into it and then two weeks later another game comes out and regardless of how good of a time i was having with that game that you know something new i have to move on at that point and i think that that has largely been you know those those couple games like super lucky's tale which i did have fun with i did recommend on the show um to play it like it was a it was a good time i uh, there was something new at that point the, the next episode the next game was drawn and I had to move on and didn't care about it enough to go back. Mm -hmm. This just feels like it's, I don't know, like it feels, uh, the word casual is coming to my mind, but it, but that said, it's like, I don't think it's a casual game at all. Like there's a lot of stuff. It's more rewarding for the casual player. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like you can treat it as casually or as in depth as you want it to be. Like there is so much in the game, not, 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 not only in like, content or time or story or whatever but there's like like i've not tried crafting at all i've not tried leather working i've never yeah. never made a potion which apparently in this game is like really in depth yeah like i like i've not done any of that stuff i've not felt the need to like i if if we just want to run around and do some quests and you know fight some stuff and like well, you can just jump in for an hour and do that and and you can take as much or as little from it as you need to and i think that that's I think that that's why I will keep coming back because a a lot of games, like there's been games that I've intended to go back to. And then, you know, three or four months down the line, I I pop the disc in again and I have no idea what's happening. Uh, Like, where am I? Mm -hmm. What am I doing here? Here, it doesn't really matter that much because you can just, Hey, here's, here's the quest. Let's choose one that feels interesting and let's go. And then let's fall back into it at that point. So, um, you know, there was some really like, did you, did you find any, like 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 we talk about the variance in quality on the quest. Did you find any that like really stuck out at you? Uh, well, the one we mentioned um, was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it stuck out for a couple of reasons because it was, I think, particularly good. The area we were in was good, but we were playing it together, mm-hmm. and that made a big difference. Um, there was a couple of the quests at the beginning that I liked, but yeah, it's it's weird because sometimes you're doing a quest and it feels super formulaic and stuff but i was i was really impressed with the amount of voice acting for all these quests as well totally everything is fully voice acting. yeah which is crazy even though the quest was kind of lame sometimes you're still hearing like voice acting which is pretty Mm -hmm. impressive when you think of the scale of the game and how little we've actually Mm -hmm. you know touched but so yeah i mean definitely the the highlight was that quest we did together um today was pretty fun when we were just out and about with my daughter but yeah. What do, I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on the business model of the game? Did you have any desire to spend any real money or do you think you would? Um, I think that I am. I'm not I'm not ever adverse to buying stuff in a game and I've done it a lot, you know, a number of times. I feel like it's I don't buy like energy or anything in mobile games, but I do. I have paid for things in mobile games, whether it's getting rid of ads or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the f- emptying my golden eggs in something like Egg Inc., which yes. is a is a very addicting, very fun mobile. It's game. the one mobile game I've actually put money into. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'll often buy stuff in games. I feel like at this point, not knowing how much I'll play going forward, just in terms of time, mm-hmm. I I didn't feel that inclined to you know you you so the the real money um currency that you can buy essentially which is the crowns as i mentioned 
before. When you start for the first time, you get some, you get 500, which is not enough for much, but you can get a, like a little pet, I think, for, for that amount or something like that. And they seem like fairly reasonable for the most part. Um, I think that if I was going to get serious about it, they do have, they, they have essentially like a premium subscription that you can get as well. So it's, uh, it's like $14.99. It basically puts you back to the old model of just paying monthly. It puts you back to the old model of paying monthly. Yeah. Which you don't have like, yeah, you don't have to do it all. Um, but it ga- basically gives you, it sounds like it gives you, it's called Elder Scrolls Online Plus and it's $14.99 a month, uh, or it's about $18 here in Canada, but you get crowns every month. You get about 15 or 1600 crowns, which is a good chunk, like enough to, which is, it's actually worth more than if you were to just buy the crowns. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But you get way more, but you get more. Yeah. You, you get more than if you had just spent mm-hmm. $15 on mm-hmm. crowns. So right off the bat, if you're using the crown store. You know, and there, yeah, it's pets and stuff, but there is, there was some pretty intriguing stuff in there. Totally. Yeah. And a lot of people, like I've, like a lot of people seem to really get into the house building and stuff like that. And the, the, like the, the furniture that you can get is crazy. And, and just to be able to put coins into that. Cause then it's also like you can, you know, in, we kind of talk about like just, we can jump in the game and just kind of hang out. Like I wonder if people do that in the homes that they've built at that point. Like if it right. becomes kind of this meeting place, cause when you're grouped up, like you can, you can basically go to your friend's list and, and, travel to their residences if you want to um, as well, which I think is pretty cool. But, but yeah, you get all, you get these crowns, which is a good value. Um, You also get like extra storage, I think unlimited storage for crafting materials. You do. Yeah. So you have one bag that holds all of your materials Mm -hmm. and it's unlimited, Mm -hmm. which, and inventory management was the one thing in this game that seemed to get hard. And um, the, the idea of having just one bag that just has all of your materials that you're, looting and you never have to worry about deleting it because you always have that thought like yeah but what if i'm crafting down the road and i i just need this honey what if i need this later yeah yeah at this point like what if it's something that you know you're coming across something that might be kind of uncommon and you have no idea like yeah you wouldn't know you wouldn't know and exactly for, for something like that to just be able to pick up everything because even at like now i i'm about to hit level 18 i have 70 slots in my inventory and it's like the weapons though that you're in the weapons and armor that are equipped they add up to that and the consumables that you have like potions and stuff like that they they all are part of that um and, and so it's the point where like i don't pick up a lot of stuff that would be used for crafting because it's like i'm not crafting right now and my inventory is always riding fairly close to full so it just doesn't feel like it feels like if i pick this up i'm just gonna have to delete it manage it more later type yeah. thing so um so that would be super attractive at that point because you can just throw everything in that bag and then not worry about it um and there's been like a gold in the game seems plentiful and it doesn't seem like i need to spend it very often like i'm up at about six thousand gold at this point but um like uh, there's a lot of weapons and armor that I'm leaving on the ground as well. That has some value just because I, I can't afford to carry anything else. So, well, it has resale value and apparently um, you can deconstruct some of these things oh, really? to learn and improve your crafting abilities. I didn't even know that. But of course you can't even pick them up because your bag's full of like, you know, mm-hmm. berries. So, and if there was, if there was something that like, like I, and I don't think it exists in the store, but if it's like, if I could pay like five or $10 for a bigger bag, I would probably oh, do it that exists. at this point. Oh, does it? It exists. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I would probably do that at this point. Like, like not, not just because I'm probably going to be pretty casual with the game, not something that's recurring, but, but that's something that even with where I'm at at the game right now is annoying. I would pay to fix that at this point. Well, and the other thing you get with the plus model, which we of course didn't, need yet is all of the dlc that's come out Mm -hmm. 
So every yeah. expansion. I think except for the most recent one. Yeah, except the new, the newest one, which actually just must have just come out. Like last month. Last month, I think it came out, yeah. So you get all that DLC. And then the other thing that's kind of interesting that it comes with is a 10% faster experience gain. Oh, really? I don't know if you knew that, but it, it gives you... I think it's experience and basically all of the abilities you can learn are, is 10% faster. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is it's 10%, mm-hmm. but over, mm-hmm. if you're going to put a hundred hours in, it's going to save you 10 hours. So yeah, that's true. That's a decent amount of savings on time. It's, it probably just means you just have to do a little less grinding, which would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that said, I didn't feel at this point anyways, I feel like because everything scales so well, I didn't feel like it was overly grindy at any point. No, we were like progressing, I think, with our levels at a reasonable pace to the point where, you know, and well, and that brings up a good point. I, I do feel like it's not, mm-hmm. it wasn't quite challenging enough yet. And I'm sure it gets there sure. um, later in the game when you're really playing the the more intense stuff. But on the quest that we were doing, I never really felt like I was about to die. I mean, you died a couple times. Yeah, I would agree with that. That that said, I feel like it like in the in the past little while, like with where I'm at level wise now, if I'm doing quests alone, those quests feel mm-hmm. slightly too challenging a lot of the time. Oh, um, okay. Depending on what they are, like some of the heavy, more heavy, mm-hmm. more heavily combat oriented quests feel a bit challenging um but then when we grouped up then all of the challenges yes. were moved and it's like basically we all swing once and and we take down whatever we're just like this kind of wave that that yep. flows towards no. the enemy and takes them down at that point one thing that i like i we're, i mean we've mostly just been praising things at that point i did have a couple of i don't know if there were problems i would say but a couple of things that i did not love were the so part of the one Tamriel thing, I feel like you're mm-hmm. where you travel to so many different areas so quickly that it's mm. hard for those areas to really mean much or to have an impact. Um, because the next, depending on that, because you have quests from so many different places at so many times, I'm like flying through different areas of the world. Whereas, you know, I remember going, I remember playing back at WoW and it was, it felt like you're in whatever area and all of the areas are mm-hmm. large, but you're in whatever area for so long. And it felt like a yes. reward when you actually feel strong enough to go to that next place. Um, you know, cause, cause each zone kind of has its different, like should be this level to this level type thing because this game doesn't really have that. I feel like it, like the different areas and different zones, they didn't have the same impact when I was finding somewhere new aside from like, Oh, this place looks cool. Well, I like that you pointed that out because one thing I think I miss from wow is when you like when you play this game, it seemed like a lot of time when we were jumping, like even through quest storylines, you just basically it says, okay, now you're going to go to this area and there's a loading screen. Mm-hmm. And there's no feeling of like connectivity between these areas in terms totally, of like yeah. where they yeah. are on the map. When you play WoW, like you would literally run from one area into the next. Because mm-hmm. you had you basically had to until until you got to the Griffin post or whatever, and then you could kind of yes. fly between them. But here, yeah, yes. it feels like which would create this sense of like, okay, here is the the you know this major metropolitan metropolitan area, mm-hmm. and then if you leave mm-hmm. the city, then you go into this yeah, other exactly. area, and you literally do that by leaving the city. And we never once hit a point where mm-hmm. I felt like I was going yeah, from what? one area to the other by running running 
to it. And maybe that is possible, but we never did it once. And I would say that I feel like at this point, I've played for 20, 20 plus hours and I have no idea where in the world I am. Yes. And I have no idea where that is in relation to the rest of the pieces of the world that I've been to. Like no, no idea whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it, it would just uh, say, okay, now you're going on a ship. Yeah. And then you would just be there. Yeah. yeah and you're exactly. on the, you're yeah. on the Orc Island and you have no idea how far that is. And in relation to Daggerfall. I think that's the probably the thing I like disliked the most. But that said, I think that the the pros of being able to, you know, quest with your friends regardless of where they are, I think they outweigh that sense of lot like that piece that was lost because of it. The other thing, um, just getting back quickly uh to the crowns, um, there was this really cool lion cub that I really wanted. Oh, so the like, was baby? What, was it the baby yeah, one? Yeah. I know. I never I never really said whether anything drew me into paying money, but I almost paid money for that. Right. Because it was freaking cute. Why don't you? It, it was <laughs> Can you imagine that little yeah. lion cub running around? Yeah, with it's you? pretty cute. I got like a scraggly dog. I think that that was Yeah, your dog is fucking ugly. Why is it it's why is it ugly? It's and you like don't a, even know how you got him. You just got a I think, random yeah, dog. I was there. I think it was there before when I played, but I have no idea. He's not and, cute. And, but that's that's actually cool too is like when you buy anything that you pay for with crowns are like tied to your account, not tied to your character. So I think that you can use that across the different characters that you have as well. Um like this dog was pre-existing from a previous character that I had. Um, you know, apparently I got that very early cause that character only ever got to level seven, but, <laughs> but yeah, I have this dog and it's, it's, it's the, the non-combat pets are interesting because they just kind of follow you. And, and aside from <laughs> existing, they don't do anything, but I, I also felt like at times when we were in dungeons or something like that, I was like, often I would think it was an enemy when there's so much going on on the screen yes. and I would like try to swing at it. Yeah. yeah. Can you put and them it doesn't away? seem like you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can put them away. Well, that was the one thing I was like, mm, I should just spend five bucks. And so like how much would something, how much is like something like that? Five bucks. Like five bucks. That's not bad. No, no. that's not bad at all. I, I think that's, that, that's totally fine. But it's definitely an example of like, you know, you hear about these games. Well, Fortnite's, you know, all these big games now that exist because people pay mm-hmm. money for things that absolutely do nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. for their gameplay. And there was definitely an appeal to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. This well, at this point, because it's been on Game Pass, like you've not paid anything for it either so yeah so it makes it easier i think to swallow those things well and it's like one of those things that drew me into like well maybe i should just get the membership even Uh if it's just for a month i think you get your crowns and you get to keep them that's true yeah yeah so at that point why would you buy just the crowns when you could spend pay money just a little bit more and get all of these other these other benefits as well yes that's a good point yeah exactly um, we saw some pretty funny bugs. We did. We did. Which is interesting because I feel some like some annoying before, bugs. Before we played together, I feel like I didn't really notice or see that much. But then yes. once we started playing together, there was like there was like an enemy that was like stuck in a wall <laughs> that a guard was just trying to fight forever, like indefinitely. Yeah, he was not being hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and but the other guy could still swing and hit him, but because it's like an NPC, it seemed like he was invincible and it was just like And then the, there was that time uh, where my daughter's pet was spinning at like a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> I, I actually saved a clip of that because it was very, Did you? yeah, because it was hilarious. <laughs> like, um, just, it was in a wall too, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I it don't, had, like, I didn't see that. I think it had clipped into the wall and was just spinning on the spot. Trying to get away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was pretty funny. Then there was the annoying bugs where we both had our controllers disconnect for no apparent reason. They weren't dead and you had to literally unplug the batteries and plug them back in. <laughs> 
I'm glad that that didn't happen when we were in combat at all, because what what happens then? But yeah, like I I don't think I've ever had that happen in any other game ever. No, but yeah, the it's a pretty weird bug because you wouldn't think that would be game specific. No, no, and it's the, the Xbox at that point doesn't recognize the controller at all. Controller's still on, and if you but you can't turn the controller off because holding the Xbox button doesn't reactivate that, like doesn't pop up the menu or anything like that. Like the only option yep. you have is to Very take weird. out the batteries and reinsert them, and then it was fine after that again. That I've not seen happen before, and it made no sense to me. What else happened to us? We got stuck for a while, but that wasn't a bug. That was just us <laughs> being idiots. I Well, sorry. I feel like that was partially us being idiots and partially when else in the game have you needed to crawl through like vines or something to get into the next room? Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. Well, neither of us thought that that was something we should look for because it just seemed unconventional. No. Yeah. So we were on a quest. It might have been that same quest. We might have been trying to find the Oracle at that point. And it might have just been, was it? Yeah, it was so it it was far was, earlier actually. in that quest that we ended up loving that part, maybe part of why it took us so long is we're in this kind of small dungeon area, which again, they call delves. Um, and it's kind of a loop. So we are looping around and around and around, just <laughs> fighting the same respawning enemies over and over and over again, because. Oh, <laughs> remember in that, speaking of bugs when we were in that section and we couldn't get out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we would walk up and it would say that's where the door yeah. was and then it would lose its yeah. door icon as soon as that, we got that's into true. it. So this, yeah, this, this same area. So once we were looping around, we're looping around. Finally, we Google the solution because we could not figure it out ourselves. And it's basically like, Oh, go to this like dark area that's not labeled whatsoever. And is just like a wall. Um, and then you'll have an option to crawl through. And then once you crawl through, that gets you a bit, that, that gets you to the next chunk of the level where you need to go um you solve a puzzle which is not really a puzzle because it basically is like oh this icon matches yeah. this icon so these should go together um and then you have to go out you have to go back but but yeah the at this point you're 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 meant to crawl through the yeah. same things the same way that you came in uh and it even has a door icon on it but that icon does not work like when you get closer to it when you get to the distance yeah. where it would actually work it disappears um and so to get out one of us had to essentially like travel um because you can fast travel to different way shrines they're called which are in kind of the different city areas or different areas in the just in the environment and so one of us had to travel to one of those for us to get out at all uh, which was super it, weird. It was weird. Oh, another bug that we encountered was the one where one of us would just get thrown back into the main chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, main voice so, chat. And so you'd be sitting there for minutes not realizing the other person couldn't hear you. Yeah, so because there's, uh, there's a group chat and then there's like area chat. And um, you can kind of like when you're in a group or when you're using voice chat, the bottom right area of the screen will show when someone's chatting and it is color-coded based on whether whether it's uh, in the group or just in the area. And we were playing last night and all of a sudden, yeah, you, your chat kind of, you switch chats somehow, like you had loaded into an area to and the, to the it took us a while area. to figure it out at that point. And then the same thing happened to autumn when we were playing with your daughter earlier today yeah. too, um, which is weird. Yeah. I definitely, this game made me stoked for the next gen because everything they keep yeah, talking about yeah. with the next gen is loading screens totally and how there's going yeah, to be less of them lot, because yeah. this game has a lot of loading screens <laughs> almost almost like there's like every time you go through anything one thing that i thought it did pretty well in regards to loading screens is it feels like when you go into like when you're in the city and you go into like a house or a bar or something like that like that is pretty much instant like the screen just blacks out for a second and then you're in there for the most part unless it's like a pretty big place but yeah it's like any 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 major changes that you make in terms of the area you're going into is like and they're not short load times either no. like they're probably 30 plus seconds yeah it's to the point where like 
Like I that's on the Xbox One X. That's on the Xbox One X. That it's to the point where there's like like I have you know the Xbox One X is one terabyte. I have a one terabyte external hard drive connected to it as well because um, games are very large today. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, ga- well, yeah this, this game, yeah, this game especially, I think about a hundred gigs. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that, but the I, it was to the point where I I'm like if I'm gonna keep playing this game, like I started looking yeah. at external SSDs because I, th- that can make a massive difference. Well, that's the main one of the main features of the new consoles, right? Is they're all SSD based. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I, I, we don't know too, too much about that stuff yet, but Microsoft in their project Scarlet kind of press video essentially said that they're trying to get rid of loading times as much as possible. And then with the Sony, uh, with whatever the next PlayStation is probably PlayStation five dev kit. It basically, I think it was something that took like a fast travel in Spider-Man, which took about 16 seconds on the, um on the playstation 4 pro uh took one yeah. or less seconds which on this crazy. new console which is just yeah uh, i'm so excited for that yeah it was like it sounds like one of the everyone's major goals is to eliminate downtime as much as possible and um you know while not as much as something like the hunter call of the wild <laughs> this game had quite a bit of downtime just while you're in the loading screens that said the art on the loading screens was always it was very nice. cool um yeah, yeah. You you had said last night, like a lot of the concept art and stuff reminds you of kind of like Magic yeah, the Gathering, yeah. uh, which I think is like a perfect way to put it. Like artistically, I feel like the game is is really, really neat, actually. It's good. Yeah, no, the environments, I, I loved it. Well, you, you kind of bring up the um, the art style and stuff and Magic the Gathering. And what, what did you think of the story types? And like, did you get into the story and the genre how much do you generally care about that genre i've enjoyed i haven't done a lot of the story missions but i feel like what is there what i've done so far is quite interesting i feel like i'm very much the type of person that like i'm like oh there's a marker over here oh there's a marker over here and so once i got into daggerfall anyways which is the first big city that i went into Mm -hmm. um and it feels like there's dozens and dozens of quests there i kind of stopped progressing in the main story at that point for a while um but i felt like so the um you you kind of get yeah i don't know if it was the same for you i think we're in the same alliance so i I, it probably was but i started in this like spectral prison yeah it's the same type thing yeah yeah. Okay. So I started in this like prison. Um, I can't remember what that prison was called, but it's cold, like uh, cold something. Oh, cold, cold harbor. Yeah. Cold harbor. So I'm in this prison and and this prophet, and, which which and, sounds like cold hell, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that. Yeah. Because um, you're dead, Mole, and it's like run by this guy named like Moleg Ball, who I think is the big bad for the game. Although, like, I don't know how many hundreds of hours <laughs> you probably have to play for before you finally would get to see or fight him or anything like that. But you end up getting out of that area, and somebody actually basically sacrifices themselves to help get this prophet out because this prophet thinks that you're very important to um, to saving Tamriel essentially and then it basically becomes like like as you go through these story missions the prophet there there's kind of these five other people that it seems like are are lost or captured somewhere around the world and you kind of have to save save them i've only saved one so far um did you save lyris who's lyris titanborn like the um that's the girl when you go back into cold harbor i haven't got there okay yeah but i haven't i've gotten there okay so yeah um, so the, autumn just told me about okay it. yeah so the only one i've done and i thought that quest was really really neat actually but um you actually go back to cold harbor essentially to to save uh titanborn 
And uh, it was a, that was that quest was quite neat. But then just the way that it kind of fills you in on the backstory of the world as well, and and why what you're doing is so important. I felt like I was quite interested in it, but then it feels like like I feel like I have to imagine with how the game would have been in the past, like you would have had to do a lot between each story mission but because everything kind of scales it feels like you could just rush through that stuff Mm -hmm. if you wanted to and i didn't want to do that so i was like oh i'm gonna stop and and just do a bunch of side quests and then i fell into the side quests um, which again some of them are not super interesting some of them feel awesome and and are quite long as well but i am definitely interested in the story yeah i find the only thing with the story is and i think for me, it's just generally how it is for the genre is it's just kind yeah. of daunting because like it's totally daunting when yeah. you start. It's like they they keep mentioning all these names and I, I'm blown away. You remember the name of the guy that sent you to Cold Harbor. But, <laughs> um, you know, obviously he's the main main bad guy. But even still, like none of these words are actually English, so they're harder to retain. And then, you know, you hear them again and it just feels a bit daunting at first to keep track of like what's going on. And you don't really know, like. On top of that, there's all these different uh, factions and groups that are fighting in the world overall, and it, it is a bit mm-hmm. daunting in terms of trying to remember <laughs> who's who. And like all of a sudden, you're on this orc island, and they've they've been there for ten generations because they got rid of the other people, yeah, totally. and the other people still exist. And you know what I mean. But it it was just it's hard sometimes to keep those parts of the story, especially when you're going through like, like I'm doing this chunk of story and then now it might be five hours before I see any more actual story, but everything has its own little story at the same time. It, it definitely can be hard to follow yeah, at that point. Exactly. And when you were doing quests, were you like paying attention to the little sub stories? I was, yeah. Like I would always, I feel like I, in games like this or in most games, I feel like I try to absorb really as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I would, um, you know, I would kind of go down every conversation tree that I could to yes. learn as much as I could about whatever was going on. That said, how much of it I retained, I, I can't say is very much. But in- <laughs> Well, that's what's daunting about it is you can really, when you're having these little conversations with people, you can keep asking them questions and they're filling you in with more and more and more information and you're not really remembering a lot of totally. it. But I, I guess maybe over time you start to put things together. But it, it's funny because mm-hmm. both... You know, I, I did the same as you. I I went through and I would try and have the full conversations yeah. when I could, but then I watched my daughter play and she's just like, whatever. Like, what do I like? Where do I need <laughs> so to go? Just tell yeah. me what yeah. like where on the map to go, and I'll just <laughs> do that. You know, she doesn't care yeah. about it at all. So, although I did go downstairs and she's like, I I freaking saved Lyris, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so she obviously got that part of it. So yeah, I mean, it might depend on like like how each quest feels. Because, you know, what feels what feels like an interesting storyline to me might be different to you and might be different to her and everyone else. And so I think that's where that variety really helps, too, is is that sort of thing. Well, some of the storylines are literally like, go find a pig. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I lost <laughs> my pig. Yeah. 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 I lost my pig. <laughs> go get my pig. But then there was assassins by the pig. Of and course. That, you know, that opened up some other things and a weird vine that you got to investigate. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, check it in, check yeah. it out you know just, what's up with this weird vine why, <laughs> why is it so this vine freaking here? weird yeah yeah <laughs> um what's what's kind of funny and one what happened at one point and it was a little bit annoying is i was doing some side quests i'm doing some side quests and there's a quest that is basically you know i'm this guy is like and, and i feel like a lot of the npcs are like oh i need you to go do this <laughs> for me and they don't want to be involved at all but then when you get to each, show up. each like 
yeah, each like main point in the quest or or finish line of each chunk of the quest. So like, oh, I'm here now to talk to you for a moment and to give you another task. But oh, I don't want to help still. Like, no. don't worry about me. Even some of the NPCs that were seemingly powerful, it was the same thing. Although there was a few quests where they the NPC computer characters were were with you. Totally, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was on this one quest and this guy sending me all over the place. I can't remember what I was doing. His name was like Agnar Thorn or something like that. Um, so I'm doing all of this stuff and then basically shortly afterwards he pops up in the main story and he just acts like he doesn't know me at all and I'm like, I've just spent an hour <laughs> and a half with you. Like, how could you do this to me? I'm very hurt. Um, but it seems like some of the side quests too I think are also potentially like I don't know if side quests are inserted into just the vanilla game, which is what we're playing um, to make you more interested in the, um, in the expansions as well, because one of the quests that he was on, I was on with him is he was trying to basically find this like weapon to potentially destroy it, I think. And the weapon ends up being, you, you go into this dungeon that's not been opened up for years and years and years. And, and you end up essentially at the end, opening this door and releasing dragons out into the world. Like, like a like six or seven like talking angry dragons um and the new expansion elsewhere sounds awesome it was a super cool quest and the newest expansion elsewhere that is the expansion that introduced dragons into the game so in this new world you're fighting dragons which i don't think happened before so is it like did this quest exist the whole time and was teasing something for several years down the line Hmm. or was this inserted to make me interested in that storyline? I'm not sure at this point. There was no dragons before the current expansion. No, I don't think so. This, from what I've read, the elsewhere expansion, which again, just came out last month. That was the expansion that introduced dragons, which seemed like they're like a big, like you need a group to, to take these down type thing, Yeah, which is super cool. Wow. Cause yeah, I just assumed, I mean, especially with Bethesda that, dragons were just always there that was <laughs> well, the... i think in skyrim's dragons came back they were gone for a long time and then i think maybe i'm wrong i don't know it's been a while mm. yeah you should try it you should try it. it feels a lot like elder scrolls online i've never played does it how like how do you compare those two games like it's so the mechanics feel very like the movement and sneaking around and everything mm-hmm. they all feel quite similar This, uh, you definitely get a better sense of scale in Skyrim just because kind of like what we're talking about before. It has more of the travel aspect, right? Where you're like... It has more of the travel aspect. You can fast travel, but you can't fast travel somewhere until you've organically gone there yourself. The world feels very, very large. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like I would would absolutely still recommend Skyrim to play. Like the story, I feel like in Skyrim, the story is very interesting. And because it is just a single player story, like it... It's much easier to follow, I feel like, as well. And you feel because it's, again, it's not everybody in the world is important and and working towards the same goal. Like you are the hero. It feels like it it feels like you're more important than you do than you than than you do here for sure. But mechanically, I feel like a lot of it feels quite similar um, just in terms of the way you move and and how you move around and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, design wise, constant, like art wise, it feels very, very similar. I think that they because this because that was Bethesda Softworks. This is just. This is Zenimax Online. Essentially, is has developed Elder Scrolls Online. I think they've done a great job in making it feel like the same universe. It's always interesting to me when a company outsources their IP to another developer. I don't think it's outsourced. I think Zenimax actually owns Bethesda. Oh, so what's the differentiator then? I mean, it's essentially the same. Uh, like Bethesda Game Studios is uh, Bethesda Game Studios is like a single developer. I might be wrong. 
parent Bethesda Softworks. Nope, Bethesda Softworks. Yeah, Bethesda is a uh, subsidiary of ZeniMax. Um, so, so yeah, Bethesda, because Bethesda, I mean, Bethesda is also like a publisher. Like they publish Wolfenstein, but they don't develop it. And they publish Doom, but they don't develop it. Um, it's developed by id. And and so there's, there's Bethesda, the publisher, and there's also Bethesda, the developer. And previous Elder Scrolls games have been developed and published by Bethesda. But this is a different team that worked on this game. But I feel like, I, again... and By the parent company. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, I don't know... You know, I don't know what this game was like when it launched, but at this point, I feel like it feels... It feels like a... It feels like a lot like Skyrim. And the combat's a bit different, of course. It's more tailored to this MMO style with your hotbar and everything like that. But, um, you know, in Skyrim, you had abilities and stuff as well. And you couldn't manage as many of them as at once as you can here. But a lot of the stuff felt felt quite similar for sure. How did you find playing it on the console versus um, every MMO I've played has been on the computer? That's a good question. I feel like they've did a... I feel like it felt natural. I feel like I don't... Yeah, I don't feel like I ever struggled with it i don't feel like i feel like the they kept the i don't know the controls are simple and the basic controls that you get are there's like simple enough that they leave lots of room for essentially like a hot bar like you know each of the face buttons yes. essentially does something different aside from a which i think is jump and you know again your triggers are also a move and you can push both bumpers to your, your bumpers are also a move and you can push both bumpers together for your ultimate move like there's lots of options yeah it felt really organic i didn't have any problems with it at all yeah no it felt pretty good is there what like we kind of talked about what a couple things that i didn't like is there anything that you didn't like in terms of your time with it I mean, we've touched on the things that were annoying. Yeah. There was just little annoyances. I, I do really think the travel aspect is kind of annoying. Sure. The fact that I could just go to an area I've never been to before. Yeah. yeah. Because you were there is really mm-hmm. foreign from the other games I played where sometimes getting to a place was half an hour. And I mean, that sounds like silly to say it like that, but at the same time, it gave you a much better sense of area and scale yeah and it was rewarding like you feel like you worked to something when you could finally move on to a new place yeah it was it was definitely more of an exploratory thing Mm -hmm. so there's that and then obviously the bugs are kind of annoying but i mean overall the game no i don't you know nothing that we haven't touched on there's no negatives then I, I feel like one thing that was weird for me as well is like when you look at your stats in this game and just everything is in the thousands like right from the mm. get-go I feel like that was a little bit felt that felt daunting when it was like you know I'm I'm a like level two and I'm yeah. getting armor that's like a thousand a thousand armor points or a thousand defense or whatever like I feel like just in most RPGs or in something yeah. like wow or whatever yeah. it's like when you start it's like oh two damage like one damage like stuff like that and it just feels like immediately those numbers are very very high and they just climb higher and higher and higher as you go along it, it, it doesn't really weird. mean or change anything i just feel like it felt i don't know it felt like it was hard to adjust yeah it felt like it was hard to adjust to for me well and we we haven't obviously got there but the whole leveling system is kind of interesting i mean we're not experiencing it yet but you essentially get to level 50 and then mm-hmm. you get champion points and Uh You know, we saw someone that was like 810 Mm -hmm. or something. And I I don't know if that's the highest or not, but that seemed really high. And it's like... And those people look so cool. Yeah. Oh, they look awesome. But like the question (laughs) is, is like, why don't you just have that Mm -hmm. system 
rather than the leveling like it's almost like there's two like you you get to this point and then you graduate out of that system into another system it reminds me of something like the leveling system in destiny when which is basically the exact same in that you Mm -hmm. i think you progress naturally via experience and whatever to level 20 and then beyond that it's like a light level and the light level is based on the gear that you're getting and upgrading or something like that um which you're you're only really getting that good gear by going through the um like the raids and the the hard hard dungeons and that sort of thing so it feels kind of like that where like that games probably like this but games like that as well they consider like when you hit level 20 or when you when you hit level 50 that's like the beginning of the game basically well that's what it it seems like from like the perspective of like we're like going through to level 50 it's like okay now's when you get to actually play the game totally yeah yeah which is that that's a little bit putting in a <laughs> box but you know that that's kind of like level one to 50 sure. is like you're learning how to play and then now you actually get to play play yeah yeah it's like a totally different game coming back to egg incorporated which we talked about earlier mm. uh the game changes dramatically at one point and you're doing these things like trophies and all this kind of stuff which you couldn't it just reminded me of that because you you don't even realize that stuff exists until you go a certain distance in the game and then all of a sudden it's like a whole nother game i wonder here if um like similar like in destiny for instance right it was basically like the standard levels were like what would take you through the main story of the game and then beyond that it is like the pvp and like the kind of big dungeons in this case i would imagine like that's the stuff that's getting you to those next levels and so those first well they have those those super dungeons that they call trials yeah yeah which it seems like you get like a ton of experience and stuff from in this game but yeah i i would guess that that kind of level Level 50 cap is what would carry you through the main game and a lot of side quests and stuff like that. And then beyond that, you're you're more interested in that end game content like the giant dungeons, which yeah. are gonna, probably going to be super challenging and all that sort of thing. Like, yeah. that's what I would guess is the reasoning for that at that point. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see if we uh, we get that far at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that feels like it's probably so much um, so far away. You know, I still want to become pirate legend and see if thieves one day and that's like a thousand hours. So I don't know. Yeah, I'll move one level a day in a different game every day, seven (laughs) days a week. And let's see what happens from there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there I I feel like we could just talk and talk and talk about this game, but I feel like we shouldn't because this is already about the longest episode of the show. It's we're we're pretty long already. Yeah. Is there anything else like pressing that you think that you want to get out there? No, I think we covered everything. Um, It was great experience. I mean, I'm so glad this was the game that was picked. Yeah, it was. I'm having a blast with it. I hope to continue having a blast with it. Yeah, it's one thing we didn't talk about the the score of the game, the music in the game is gore is beautiful it's wonderful it it that's mm. very like very it's really good skyrim in like these just epic uh orchestral uh sound this, ep- this epic orchestral soundtrack is and it was timed well too like it it would get pretty intense and exciting at the right times one thing that it, it wasn't always timed what like like combat you would get these this cool combat score and then sometimes it feels like it would just end all of a sudden on a note and it was just really like jarring because all of a sudden there's like no sound at all or something <laughs> like that. Um, so that is where it wasn't well timed, but it, at, like it could feel like just the way it kind of builds as you like, you know, you you all of a sudden you're you go get to the top of a hill and see the horizon and stuff like that. Like it feels like it's like, is it doing this on purpose or is the timing just really good in this moment type thing? I, I think it was on purpose. And it's funny because I even remember asking you um 
did you hear the music ramp up? Because I found it interesting that we were playing together and hearing the same soundtrack, which was really cool. Yeah, it's not just like random like, music that's playing at all. No, because you kind of would think that's what how it would work. But, you know, I were going into a battle and all of a sudden the music's ramping up. And I just liked that we were both listening to that sort of epic tune at the same time. Totally. Yeah. No, that's a good point. One other thing I did want to talk about briefly, it seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of different classes that you chill you can choose. I chose to be something called a dragon knight, which was kind of cool. Um, I was a red guard in terms of my race, mm-hmm. which kind of seemed it just mostly looked like a human. And I don't care at all about character creation. So I basically hit random a few times until one looked cool and then uh, made him a bit more muscular. And I went <laughs> with that. Um, but uh, I, I chose a dragon knight as my class. It seemed like it was kind of like an all around warrior type. I thought at first that it might be kind of boring, but I was trying to I feel like anytime I start or play Skyrim, it's like whatever you whatever you play. Are, intend to be you just end up being like mm-hmm. a stealthy archer and i really wanted to avoid that in this in this game and so i'm mostly playing sword and shield which seems kind of cool you get a lot of fire based abilities um like a, like you would like a dragon would have i guess and i also have some like earth earthy abilities too like i can send stones at enemies and it kind of knocks someone down for a few seconds which is super useful um and there's one move that i have that kind of makes these like roots come out of the ground and it kind of locks an enemy in place for a few seconds so there's kind of cool because as you level up you get like skill points which you can put into whatever you want and it at first looking at it i felt like it seemed like it could be very 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 daunting but one thing that i really appreciate is there's basically a a tool called a skills advisor built in and it basically will have it'll recommend skills to you based on a beginner build for this character and i've just basically been following that and i really appreciate that being there because there's dozens and dozens of skills and it's like well you wouldn't know what to do otherwise you wouldn't know what to do you wouldn't know what works well together or, or like you know how to get a variety in terms of the skills itself themselves so i really like that aspect of it is like i can just kind of follow that and and still feel like i'm progressing but not having Mm -hmm. to figure out if i'm making the right moves or not um how was your character choice i was really glad with it um i chose the templar and that i think from what i gather is like a mix of kind of the knight and the magic stuff um because i had some pretty good magic moves as well um and i like that Mm -hmm. it was a good balance of you know, using a sword and uh, also using some magic. So I, I never once thought that I wish I chose something else. And uh, like you, I chose, um, it wasn't the same race as mm-hmm. you, but it was basically human as well. It was the, um, oh, I can't remember the name. Sure. But um, anyway, so no, I was really stoked on my character choice and race. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's It'll be interesting as we continue to play to see how much more of a factor those things play. You know, right now, maybe they're not as impactful on the game, but far, farther along, maybe maybe it will be more, you know, relevant. But but right now it's great. I also appreciate that I can still use a bow as well. Um, one thing that happens just control wise too. one aspect that I thought was really cool. Once you hit level 15, you basically unlock like a backup uh, backup equipment. So you can choose a second weapon and a second whole set of abilities on your hotbar. And all you do is press just tap left on the D pad and it basically switches. Um, so that's pretty cool. Cause I can basically like 
tap on the tap left on the d-pad have my arrow out like send a ton of arrows at a guy and then as he's approaching and then with just a tap i can switch switch back to another uh weapon at that point and then go into the close close quarters combat so i thought that that was really that was a cool addition and i'm glad that it kind of it doesn't present you with that right away um so you kind of get used to your weapon style and everything like that and then it just becomes an extra option afterwards i thought that was a really good addition as well well it helps vary it Totally. Yeah. 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 And, and the ability to, cause again, there's dozens and dozens of abilities you're unlocking along the way. So an easy way to swap between essentially two sets of them, I feel like is pretty unreal. Mm-hmm. Cool. That is, yeah, I think that's elder scrolls online <laughs> or at least the uh, tip of the iceberg on it. Um, I yeah, feel like there's much so much so. more to play. I mean, I think I know the answer already. I don't know how necessary this is, but for you, uh, would you say that the elder scrolls online is a must play? Uh, is the elder scrolls online a, give it a shot or is the elder scrolls online a skip i think it's definitely must play for sure if that wasn't obvious like you said yeah um i mean definitely if it was kind of unique because we haven't played mmos for so long totally so it is interesting to recommend a game like that because uh and and see what people think who've never played that style of game it definitely seems like Mm -hmm. a very approachable mmo which is nice because like some mmos are just like we even mentioned earlier you just get left behind this felt very approachable and that that's why I think I can recommend it to anyone because you can choose to be Mm -hmm. as into it as you want. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even someone like my fiance, I think she could probably enjoy this, even though it's an MMO, which in the past would definitely be something she wouldn't have played. So it's time to get a third Xbox. Oh, I already brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, definitely recommend it. Uh, I feel like I, yeah, I'm in the same boat. This is going to be a must play for me as well. And I think for pretty much the same reasons, like it's, it, I mean, it's, it's good looking, it's great sounding, it's really fun to play, but I feel like regardless of kind of the level that you're at, it's super approachable. And I feel like I really appreciate that. You can kind of take as much of it as you want and leave as much of it as you want. Like, you know, we, like we, the fact that we haven't touched any of the crafting or secondary systems like that at all so far, but still feel like we're getting a lot of content out of it, I feel like is really saying something. Um, and I feel like it's just neat that that stuff's there if we want it. And it's if if not, it doesn't feel like, at least at this point in the game, which we've gotten a good 20 hours out mm-hmm. of, it doesn't feel like we're lacking or losing anything by not trying to experience all that stuff as well. Well, and this is a game that's free. Yeah, on Game yeah, Pass. Free, so, yeah. as far as Game Pass goes, it's one of the better games on there for sure. It has to be. Yeah, it's. I. I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, there's. I can't imagine how many hours of content are here. Yeah, it's. It's great. It's a must play. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like whether you. I and I feel like if you're into Bethesda yep. games, if you played Skyrim, you're gonna find a lot to like here. Uh, and if you haven't played Skyrim, why not play a game that's kind of like Skyrim, but that you can also play with your friends as well. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm going to draw the game for the next episode. Nice. Let me hear it. So for next episode, we are playing a game called The Gardens Between. Do you know what that is? Um, I know a little bit about The Gardens Between. It's kind of like a puzzle-y game. (laughs) (laughs) um michaela was actually really interested in that michaela and we michaela saw the game back at pax uh last august Mm. so i think it came out late last year um and she was super into it she said it had a really cool art style and it looked like it was a lot of fun so um yeah i am down for that i am down for anything that's not racing motorbikes hunting animals um (laughs) anything else give it to me i i do love that um the game's 
that you and I have played, seemingly one is probably one of the worst, <laughs> and then this one, this one made up is for probably it. one of the best. This one, if we yeah. had to, if we had to trod through that to get to this, I think that that's worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that was Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we hope to see you there. I, I think we're going to keep yes, playing this one. Definitely. I I don't know. Do you want to go play it right now? I kind of do. We've been okay, talking about I, it, and I'm just like, yeah, I kind of want to play think, it. I think we should go do it. Cool. Okay. Well, that's it for another episode of Xbox Game Passengers. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John, for joining us for another episode. Thanks so much for having me again. No problem. Anytime. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed this one um, <laughs> as much as you did. And I'm glad I enjoyed it as much as I did. But we hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, we've been around for a while now and we are still, uh, you know, we're still never stopping. We're, we're never stopping. <laughs> I got a new game to move on to. So, uh, I just want to play Elder Scrolls, though. Yeah. But uh, if you do like the show, you know, you know where you can find us. You know where you can leave us a review on iTunes, five stars, anything you want. If you really like us, share us with a single friend because I think that that will make the biggest difference. Um, and uh, yeah, if you like it, maybe your friends will, too. Um, but yeah, we will be back in two short weeks for the Gardens Between. If you want to hear more from us in the meantime, you can also follow us on Twitter at XGP podcast. Uh, but yeah. That's it for another episode, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. See ya. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.